Hello, and welcome back to What the Frick Podcast. It is now 12.03 a.m., What the Frick, After Dark. Please welcome our guest today, Jacqueline Rice. Hello, Jacqueline. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. How are you feeling tonight? I'm doing great. So I wanted to start off the podcast tonight (laughs) by just introducing my good friend Jacqueline here. I'm calling her Jacqueline, but really her name is Jackie. Actually, my birth name is Jacqueline, so. Anyways, I want to introduce Jackie here. So me and Jackie met in college freshman year. Mm-hmm. We were in the same sorority, actually. And the reason we became friends is because I overheard her saying to someone that she had a car. Sounds pretty shallow to me. Uh, maybe a little bit. And... I was like, you have a car? And at the time, I did not have a car. My parents did not allow me to have a car until I hit sophomore year. And our house was... It's the farthest one on the row. Yeah, kind of far from the dorm. So I was like, oh, this chick has a car. Like, she can drive me. Fully used me. She fully used me. (laughs) To and from the sorority house. I was like... I need to find a way to befriend this this chick. And that's exactly what I did. And all these years later, and we're still friends. So I guess it worked. Yeah, and that was in 2015? I think so. Yeah, 2015. And it's almost 2023, and we're still friends. So something worked. <laughs> to anybody out there, Clearly, finessing the system works, and I made a friend out of it, and someone that also had a car, and yeah. was able to get me to and from my sorority house to... Chapter dinner. Yes, to eat the meals, yeah. so I feel pretty proud about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jackie and I got into the sorority in 2015, we graduated in 2019, but... Something kind of different about Jackie is that she chose to live in the sorority house for mm-hmm. a year? Or yeah, year only a year. I only lived there my sophomore year. Okay. Yes. I felt like that would have been basically a death sentence. I don't know why. It's not that bad. The thought of living with 50 plus girls in one house, sharing a communal bathroom sounded like basically like the worst kind of prison sentence to me so what was it like living with so many people in one like semi big house it honestly it was like thinking back in college like those were some of my greatest memories living there in the sorority house I grew up with only one other brother and we both had like our separate spaces growing up so I never had the experience of like sharing a room or sharing a bathroom or things like that so it was quite an adjustment because my freshman year I only shared like a room and a bathroom with my suite mate so it wasn't that bad but moving into the house it was sharing a whole bathroom all these showers it was like four showers for 25 girls on the floor and that was kind of a lot. I'm kind of a little bit of a germaphobe when it comes to bathrooms. Yeah. So that was a bit of an adjustment. But again, some of my best memories came from the house. So it's it was honestly, I wouldn't change it. And I'm sad you didn't get to live in because you didn't get to experience all like the craziness that happened. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sad about it because I knew 
that if I had chosen to live in the house that I would have probably been so depressed. <laughs> Why? It was like... I don't know. I just, the thought of living with 50 girls who... Okay. And, like, some of them you're friends with, some of them you're, like, eh, like, we're, what, like, acquaintances with. You're sharing a bathroom, like, the kitchen, like, everything is just, it's kind of, there's no escape, and I like having personal space. Okay, so I felt that way going into it, but, like, once I was into it, I like I don't know it was just weird it's like yes I wasn't best friends with every single one of the girls there were some girls that I never really even saw but like for the most part it's like I had my close group of friends I knew like what was going I guess like I knew what I was signing myself up for and it's I don't know it was just fun I never felt too overwhelmed because I am a person who I like my own space I like my own area I don't want people bothering me like I need time just to myself and I always felt like I got that like when my roommate was out at class like I was able to just be by myself and no one was ever like bothering me you know so the only issue that I do see was like it was hard TMI to like (laughs) go to the bathroom if you know what I mean and I'm very shy in that instance so that was my only gripe about it but everything else and the laundry the laundry was horrible but everything else I loved it I just thought there's no personal time like if you're trying to like watch a movie or a tv show on Netflix by yourself at night like your roommate is going to be next to you in some capacity If you try to go into the living room, like, there's going to be girls in there watching something or just talking. Like, it's very hard to find that time for yourself. And, like, like you said, like, if your roommate's at class or doing something school or personal related, then, yeah, you have that time. But overall, you're pretty much stuck in a very social situation. And neither of us are (laughs) very extreme socialists. I just don't think I could have handled that. And the fact that you did it, I was extremely impressed. I know. It was like kind of like added some stripes to my social status, I guess. Social butterfly. I don't know. But I wouldn't have changed it. It was <laughs> it was honestly really fun. Um, and I think it truly made my college experience. Okay. Well, one of my main questions is how are you kind of dealing with I guess the living situation you're in now, going from obviously middle school, high school, you live with your parents, your family, you go to college, you're in a dorm, Mm -hmm. your freshman year, you went straight to a sorority house, which is 50 plus people, a roommate, and then you live in an apartment, which encompassed you plus a couple other female students, and then now you're in the real world as a working adult, which is awful. And <laughs> you live by yourself. Yeah. So how has it been? It's been a while, too. Like, you've been by yourself for a hot minute. So how has it been adjusting to living by yourself after living in all these very different situations, but social situations in terms of having people around you? Honestly, it's extremely lonely. Because <laughs> I was scared to hear. Like, I don't want you to be lonely. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, it it was, it did take a long time to get used to. It was 
a, a big adjustment because I went from, you know, just being like me and my brother and then to the freshman dorm, to the house, to the apartment. And now I'm by myself and it's kind of, it, it was a huge adjustment. I have to pay rent. I have to pay groceries. Like I don't have anybody to split the utilities with it. That's all on me. So it's, it, it's like, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Cause it's like, I see all my friends, they like post that they're going out and they have fun pre-gaming and then they come back home and it's like they all decompress the night and I guess like in college like your college apartments we would have like a crazy night out we would come back home and sit on the couch like the next morning decompress the night good times yes we'd say everything that we did who we hit on like the guys that came and bought us drinks if it was a successful night whatever and it's like it's kind of was an adjustment not to have that, not to have somebody to get ready with, to pregame with, to go out. It's like, that's the part that I miss. And that's why I'm kind of like, it is a very lonely aspect. But would I have a roommate now? I don't think I would. <laughs> because it's like, right. I let, uh, don't get me wrong, like the whole financial aspect of everything like, sign me up for that. I would love it. Like, if I had a boyfriend right now, love it. To well, split everything let's with. Let's not be greedy here. <laughs> like, if I had someone to split that with or, like, spend that time with, I would love that. But I kind of like my alone time, you know? Yeah. Well, I find it very just fascinating because overall... I currently have a roommate and I like it because I like being able to come home and be like this crazy thing just happened to me and I have someone I can immediately tell. Yeah. But at the same time, it would be nice to just be able to come home and not worry about like, oh, are they cooking dinner? Are they having a friend over and they're in the common space? Like you can just do whatever you want. But I have never personally lived alone a day in my life between my family, college, and roommates. So part of me is almost ready to take that next step of, okay, I'm going to be alone for my next apartment or house or whatever. But it's also scary. It's like you've never done that. And so Um, you have. So like, do you have a preference of living by yourself versus living with one roommate or two roommates or however many? Honestly, it... I think in like a perfect world, I don't know. That's a, t- a like a tough question because I love my alone time, but it's like in the same time, it's like, yeah, if you do have a roommate, it's like all of that, like awkwardness, I guess. But then you have your own little space in your room, but then you get to come out to the common areas and you get to like hang out with them and talk to them and decompress. And you have like somebody there to, <laughs> I guess, just shoot the shit with you know but it's like I come home from work and it's just me and my thoughts you know (laughs) so like it gets kind of sad but in a good way obviously right now I only know the aspect of living alone versus like my family um and when I'm with my family like I crave being alone like I want to be back at my own apartment but then when I'm by myself it's like I want the interaction so I don't know the answer to that 
So I do like when I'm with other people and I like the safety aspect of things because not every little sound is someone trying to kill me. Oh my God. <laughs> but it, yeah, so I don't know. Well, you had to make a choice in terms of like living with a best friend or someone you know well or a stranger or just by yourself. Like, do you, would you say like, I'd rather do this? versus this or like just based on your overall experience it's like a lot of people don't know what the best option is when they're like moving somewhere yeah see like i've had quite a well not quite a few but like two or about my freshman year and then my senior year i had random roommates and at first i was very sketched out about it but it honestly turned out great both times and like the randos sometimes become some of your closest friends um not saying that was the case in my situation but like they were cool and i liked them so i i'm honestly open to anything i like my alone time but i like the aspect of having somebody there so i'm neutral i'm switzerland in this yeah like i obviously don't want to be living alone for like the rest of my life but like if i had to live alone for like the next few months to a year maybe even two years like i'd be fine with that so i don't know we'll see pressure's on to find a man but anyways i wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit i know one of the things we wanted to discuss today was just imposter syndrome and that's become a big thing in society just people feeling like they kind of don't belong whether it's in their job their relationship what the amount of money they're making so I kind of wanted to ask you, because I know it's something you're kind of feeling in your overall life in general. So how are you feeling like this imposter syndrome is affecting your overall day-to-day? Honestly, that's hard. <laughs> it is a hard question. Yeah. I feel like, I, in a sense, like I feel like a lot of people feel that way when it comes to to their careers they don't feel like they belong there like I got my job and it was the first job that I got right out of college so I it it was hard for me to kind of adapt because I was literally the youngest person in the office and everybody was had five to ten years plus over me so it was hard to kind of make my place there and no kind of adapt to like this new corporate culture and all these like people that have years ahead of me so that was really hard I feel like now I've definitely gained my place but it's still kind of a little iffy here and there but we're getting there we're getting (laughs) I feel like that's something that everyone feels coming out of college like oh I'm gonna start a new job and it's like you start but you're like literally what am I doing like someone has to almost train you or be like okay email this person and do this and it's like you're not gonna fully fit in until you're like maybe a few months into the entire process but how are you feeling now being almost three years into this job like are you like I own this place or are you like I'm still kind of learning I'm like the job is still kind of progressing day by day Or just like overall, how are you feeling about where you started versus how you are now? It's definitely like I definitely have gotten my like my position. Like I feel like I've earned 
where I'm at now. There's definitely a lot of people didn't last through COVID and like me and my team were was like one of the only groups of people that lasted that long. So I definitely do feel like I've earned my place now. There are some times where we have like people in suits come down and they are like this is how things are going to be done and i'm just like i don't know what i'm doing i'm still a kid I'm like <laughs> only 25 <laughs> yeah like they come down with all these corporate terms and i'm like i don't know what you're speaking what language you're speaking but it, it's definitely i have earned i guess my place but there's still a lot of doubt in the back of my mind asking like is this good enough am i do i know actually what i'm doing is it is it worthy am i gonna get fired tomorrow am i gonna get laid off in this economy who knows so it's it's still a roller coaster and i feel like that's gonna be there for a while is this something you're feeling only in like your professional work life or is this something you feel overall i know a lot of people just feel like how am I an adult right now? Like, do you, is this something you feel in your personal life, your dating life, or is it just like purely a work feeling? Oh, I've always said this as like kind of a joke, but like kind of seriously, but like I feel like I'm average in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> average looks, average weight, average height, average salary, average grades when I was in school, average everything, average like miles per gallon on my car like (laughs) I'm an average soul so I feel like it's it does carry over in that instance and I try really hard to be like I'm better than everyone but wait you can't put that in that's a cut don't put that I'm putting that in but like what makes you feel that way is it something specific in terms of like seeing people on social media or like what makes you feel like you're just like a very average woman? Something like overall, because like in your job, you're like, you're not the bottom of the barrel anymore. When you started, you're like, you know, you've been there for three years. Like you've kind of worked your way up a little bit. Like, so what's giving you these feelings of, I don't really belong here? I don't know. I guess it's just like my own insecurity, my own self-doubt that kind of makes me feel that way. Um, like as much as I want to, I see all these TikToks and it's like all these, these people talking about like confidence and walking like into a room and knowing you're like the hottest person in there. I see those, I see those TikToks. (laughs) And it's like all about confidence. It's it's like as much as I want to be that person, it's very hard for me. And I feel like it's a lot of people can relate to that because it's just not realistic (laughs) yes I feel like I'm succeeding in I guess my career and all of that stuff but it's like it can always be better it can always I can always make more money I can always do something else that's like more productive to my lifestyle or I can always like I don't know do something that's better than what I'm doing now but I feel like chasing that is very hard and chasing that's just not realistic so you just kind of have to deal with it as much as like you don't want to deal with the self-doubt and you don't want to deal with the insecurities you just have to do it 
I feel like our generation specifically has a somewhat more difficult time with this concept just because we feel a lot of pressure to kind of do what our older generation accomplished and almost supersede that into a fact. So it's almost like this overwhelming pressure we have to like be better or almost do better. And not everyone can, you know, be the next Obama or the next Trump, whatever party you fall into. It's like, Mm -hmm. do the best you can do and don't always feel like you have to be like the next giant person or celebrity or whatever it is like just tackle your own issues your own problems and don't feel like an imposter when you are like a year three five years deep like because wherever you are you're gonna feel like do I really belong here like it's it's just it's a weird feeling yeah it's it's something to get to to get used to I guess but it's like I don't want to get used to that feeling that you're never good enough because it's like I know I'm more secure with myself that's like I know that it's like it's just a brief moment in my life that I'm feeling like this insecurity it's a brief moment of my day but it's like I don't want that to overcome everything that I've done so far and where I've gotten myself today so Right, and I think our generation is specifically is very yeah. underwhelming. Like we're like, oh, I graduated. Well, who cares? Exactly. Like everyone does that, or mm-hmm. they got a job. Well, everyone, everyone gets does. A job. Yeah. Like we undermine ourselves into thinking like it's not something powerful or something we should be proud of. But it's like, no, like there are thousands of people that can't get a job or couldn't go to college. So it's like. Be proud of every step you take. And even though it might not be like you buying Twitter, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk, or like you going to space or like doing something absolutely insane that like changes the world, like you're still a personal goal is still a goal. Exactly. And it's like, it's weird not to keep like beating a dead horse here, but it's weird because we're starting to get to that age where we're older and it's like this new group of like influencers or like actors or like the new like it people they're younger than us so it's weird to see these younger people have so much success all these millions of dollars everybody loves them and we're just looking at them like why can't that be us because it's like they those people were just average everyday people just like two years ago and now they're the it person because of social media so it's it's hard to know like that's not a realistic way of living and based on now it's just it's it's weird it's just weird that's all i can say (laughs) it's something to get used to well thank you for bringing about the idea of imposter syndrome i know a lot of us millennials gen z feel this way just like we don't actually know what we're doing covid had a major setback in terms of us feeling prepared for the world so knowing that you'll get there and it might take you a year to learn your job but like you'll get there Mm -hmm. so the next topic i want to dive into was manifestation (laughs) and this is something i know you're very passionate about but i I'm more of a critic, a skeptic. I'm like, ah, uh, that's fake. Like, there have been times where I've done it and I'm like, oh, wow, that, that happened. But I'm like, was it just 
meant to happen like that would have happened or did I actually manifest that so kind of I'm like I don't have really have like a question here but just like what are what is your process of thinking of I want this to happen so I'm gonna think about it and manifest it because it's such a big idea in today's world and how do you go about it yeah so I guess like a great little story about this and I hate to keep relating things to like my job and going back to like my work life (laughs) let's do it let's dive in but I remember and this is when I became like a firm believer of it because I was fresh out of college just graduated kind of spent like a month or two kind of just like trying to figure out what I want to do and I was looking online I'm really into makeup so I found all these makeup companies that I wanted to work for and I saw this one company and I looked online I looked at their YouTube channel and I saw they had an office tour and I watched the entire video of the office tour and that night I saw there was an application open for a position there and I applied for it and when I applied for it like I this sounds so crazy but I pictured myself like already in the office like walking down the hall like I could just feel myself like I remember being in the shower and I was still thinking about like walking in the office and like knowing I belonged there and then I emailed or I sent my application and I didn't hear anything back for like two three weeks and mind you before like this was like one of my first few jobs that I ever applied for so it was it was kind of alarming like my resume probably wasn't as strong my like cover letter wasn't that great so I just applied set it forget it that was it that's the key to manifestation you set and you forget because if you keep hyping like thinking about it then you're gonna like doubt the universe in a way right like it'll just be like that's not for me exactly exactly so it's like you want to set it and forget it and that's what I did I set it and I forgot about it and then maybe two three weeks later I got an email back saying they wanted to interview went to the interview I thought I bombed it it was terrible (laughs) um and then like a week later I got the job and it was the craziest thing of my life because in a way, I got extremely lucky because that was one of my first jobs, one of my first interviews that I've ever went to, and I got it, and I've been there ever since, so I think that was really what changed my life in a way, as like cheesy as it sounds, but that's what I truly believe in, and I believe if you visualize, if you visualize yourself there and you can like see yourself there, you're manifesting it. And if you just have positive intentions towards it, it'll come to you in the universe's timing. Right. Well, I remember thinking, I'm so pissed. (laughs) Like, Jackie got a job right off the bat. Me applying to, like, a hundred jobs a day, getting reject after reject. And obviously things are based on, you know, demand and the industry. But I was like, wow, she got that. And at the time, I was like, you know what? Good for her. Like, happy for her. And it hasn't been until recently where I'm like, okay, manifesting is like a real thing. It like, is. it's very spiritual. A lot of people are very into it. Like, they they sit down every day and they're like, I'm going to do this or I want to do that. And I'm like, yeah. I think it's great to believe things. But you saying to the universe, like, 
I'm gonna win the lottery. I'm yeah, like, you're you're probably yeah. not. Like, so exactly. I've been very skeptical in terms of, or like this guy didn't text me back. I did that once <laughs> with you, and I'm like, he never texted me. So, and you were like, well, you didn't believe hard enough, and I'm like, no, you're right. Like, I didn't. So I'm just I'm still getting to a point where I'm like, is this real or not? But. I've heard so many stories of people being like, this worked for me, or visualizing, like saying it out loud. And so it's like, I want to get more into the techniques of it and just like how people go about it. So do you have any tips or things you want to give out that would help other people? I definitely think that you need to have a positive outlook on it in general. And you need to like know that it's, as weird as it sounds, it's like the universe is on your side. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You need to be realistic about it too. Saying like, oh, I'm going to win the Mega Millions tomorrow. And it's like the odds of that happening are very slim. It's like, so you need to be realistic. It's like you need to manifest, start with little things. This is what I saw when I was starting this. You have to start with little things like... I'm going to have a great day today. I'm going to find a great parking spot right up front under a shady tree, things like that. And very simple things that like could happen in day to day. And you'll get that parking spot. You'll get those little things that you ask for. So it's like you need to start small and then you can like kind of build up to it. So I I definitely do, like, I kind of see some people's, like, disbelief in it. And they kind of think it's, like, not, like, it's not like I'm sitting around a circle with candles and doing, like, a seance. But it's it's more than just, like, oh, that's never going to happen. You have to fully believe and convince yourself. Okay, very interesting because I'm a cynic. I'm not going to lie about it. Whatever. But then like a month later, I wanted something not to happen to this thing for my job. And I am now a believer in reverse (laughs) manifestation in terms of like if you believe something won't happen and you almost kind of hope for it, it works out for you. I guess like technically when you say reverse manifestation, like the first thing that's in my mind, I'm like, so you're doubting yourself. And I think like that's not the correct way to live life you can't constantly live in self-doubt and it which is ironic because we were just talking about imposter syndrome which directly relates to self-doubt i think it's like you just need to have a positive outlook on life and you obviously it relates back to being realistic and you have to it's not like you're sitting there like hmm, like these things are gonna magically appear you do have to put in the work for it you have to get there and it's like if you visualize it you put in the work it'll come to you it'll magically appear one day if you put in the work and you're a good person like you say like put in the work but i'm like i feel like so many people think it's like very spiritual like woo woo like almost wizard like hogwarts where it's like it'll just come if i like snap my and i'm like no like you have to do something to like get yourself to whatever point you're trying to ultimately reach but i'm i'm becoming more a believer with that i might reverse manifestation but just think reverse manifestation equals self-doubt so you can't do that
you can't do that I'm doing my best but yes. yeah have there been times where you've tried to manifest something whether it's a job a salary a oh guy, definitely a friend and it's definitely been like, <laughs> it's been like that has not worked out for you Definitely, because like in my delusional mind, I've said this many times, I always have pictured myself dating a celebrity. I've always pictured myself with somebody of like a high, not a higher status, because that sounds like, it. that doesn't sound nice, but like someone, I don't even know the words to say, but like I've always pictured myself with someone above like where I am, because I am low-key a shallow person (laughs) and I want to be like the stay-at-home mother like my mother she hasn't worked in 20 years because she is is taken care of by my father that's a job yes exactly she's a homemaker and a homemaker is a full-time job so that is what like I've envisioned myself as what as much as I want to be a career girl I know we're verting off topic but as much as I want to be like a corporate career girly I also like the bigger part of me wants to be a stay-at-home mother a stay-at-home wife stay-at-home girly yes (laughs) and I feel like that's setting feminism back like 20 plus years no honestly I think if that's your goal like in this day and age it makes you sound dated because it's like why are you not trying to like but like no being a stay-at-home mom it's a full-time job so much work like for anyone who hasn't done it I mean I've done it but like I just from watching people I'm like I Mm -hmm. would rather work a full-time job than do that it it looks so hard and to have a husband who is able to fully support Mm -hmm. you financially where you're able to stay at home watch the kids you know get errands done like it's on exactly. if anything it's harder than his job like not to degrade right. a man but like okay you want to switch roles okay let's do it for exactly. like, like freaky friday this mm-hmm. shit like no like it's hard and exactly. you shouldn't feel degraded by the fact that you're like i want to stay home when mm-hmm. one day when i have a kid and just like enjoy focus on the kid and, right? yeah because like so many kids have messed up childhoods when they're like only nannied or they're only like with preschools it's like you should find a balance that works for you, your husband, your entire family that makes you feel happy. Exactly. And that's like, I feel like there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a stay-at-home mother, wanting to be like one someone who just takes care of their home, takes care of their kids, their husband does all the work. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. My, I've always said that my goal in life is to retire by the age of 32 and to think about that's only a few years from now is kind of terrifying. Did you say 32? Yes. I don't want to work. What are you going to do at 32? I have no idea. That's why I need to marry rich. And that's how I can relate it all back to manifestation. And how I'm going to marry somebody of that's very generous, a very generous man, a very generous lifestyle and that wants to take care of me and wants the best for me and wants me to succeed and let me retire by the age of 32 like that's what you know what i respect it i'm setting it i'm forgetting about it and i'm just believing that it'll come to me it is currently 1 59 a.m so we're gonna wrap this up Thank yes. you all so much for listening. I know I had a great experience hearing John. Thank you for having me. I was nervous, but this Before was fun. I'd come back for a second episode.
Well, maybe tomorrow we'll record another one when we're back from our bottomless brunch. <laughs> or maybe not, but either way. We'll see. See where the one takes us. It I'm glad. Get to all experience the power of Jacqueline and the power of me. And I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Jacqueline, please share your Instagram if anyone wants to follow. Yes. Posts that you don't ever post. Jacqueline posts like once a year, but it's fine. It's fine. It's a big deal though when I post. I get lots of likes, lots of comments. Okay. My Instagram is at Jack N Rice. Jack and Rice. At Jack and Rice. And my TikTok for those (gasps) who are interested. The TikTok is at Pepper Jack Cheese and cheese is spelled C H Z. Why is that your username? Um, why not? Okay, thanks. <laughs> and yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. And can't wait for the next one.